You're listening to Trot the Egg In, a podcast sponsored by Bydell Sports, working closely with Witness Rugby Union Football Club and hosted by Dan and John. This week's rugby episode is a look into the life and career of a gentle giant who's a real family man and helps shape the future generation of rugby players. Someone I got to know at the back end of his career, yet he was a complete gent and always on hand to help us younger lads with various aspects of the game. With his knowledge and his vision, ladies and gents, it's Gaz Davis. Are you mate? You okay? Yeah. Hi, John. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having us on this afternoon. No worries, mate. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. So before we get into your rugby story, mate, and the career you've you embarked on later on in life, um, I was I was locked down, been for the Davis family. Yeah, it's not been too bad to be honest. Um, I w- I wouldn't complain. Um, and I think you know, obviously being. Being around like father to two t- lads, teenage lads, and and realise what they've uh, missed out on and got on with it. Really, you feel you'd feel daft complaining anyway. Uh, we've 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 been all right. My wife works from home, um, right. so she she's in online retail. So that's been really busy, as you can imagine. Everyone's ordering online, so for her, it's been it's been really busy. Uh, for me, going into school. I've I've managed to get into school most days. Uh, combined teaching at home with teaching in school, uh, and kept kept that structure really. And and obviously, the way you the way you work has has changed a lot more through Microsoft Teams. And but just yeah, just having feeling blessed that we've still got a job, we have still got our health, and and hopefully things are, are looking better. So yeah, okay, really, thanks, John. No, good, good to hear, mate. And obviously, these sort of avenues that you're having to adapt to, everyone will, it could become. I know people hate the phrase, but maybe the new normal, mate, because it's working for people at the minute, isn't it? So, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like, you know, my wife used to go to meetings in London, and you think, <laughs> why did you, why, why <laughs> yeah. did that happen? So I think, I think there will be things that'll. So I must admit, uh, seeing seeing pupils without uh, seeing them back in school last week was good. That that's yeah. been that's been different, sort of teaching behind the screen. So I'm glad to see the end of that, and yeah, getting back doing some sport. Really, we've, you know, we've had the lads at, um, out at school doing all the different extracurricular activities, and it's been great. Just because they just want to play, they just want to be outside with the mates. Yeah. So that's been good. No good stuff, mate. So right, where was home for you, and, and who lived at home with you? Yeah, so. Um, um, Born in Widnes and grew up in Farnworth. Um, my mum and dad are, are still in the same house now, so it was. Oh, that's crass, isn't it? Yeah. So myself, uh, my mum, dad, my elder sister. So that was that was in Farnworth, across the road from the cricket club. I know you've had you've had Echo on. So yeah. Same. Same. They they moved into the road a lot later, but same uh, same road. Yeah, Beaconsfield Crescent. So yeah, I was born there, uh, and. There until I went away to university, um, and it's it's quite nice now. My mum and dad, are the um, my sister has been away and she's moved back, so we're all within ten minutes walk of each other. I'm back in Farnworth now myself. Um, oh, that's great! Yeah, forever yeah. home, then, isn't it, mate? Yeah, we're all pretty yeah. tight knit, really. So, yeah, good stuff. So uh, around around Beaconsfield Crescent and Road, and obviously with the cricket club across the road, what was what was the the first interest sport-wise for a young Gaz Davis? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say 
football, to be honest. Um, yeah. Like, my rugby didn't start until I was about 16. Uh, oh, right, so okay. So, I'll sort of get on to that a bit later, but... Yeah, yeah, I was I was the I was the kid that went out early in the morning and uh come back when it got dark and you needed feeding. Um yeah. in, in the days when you could do that really. So yeah. I used to just used to kick a ball against the wall. Um if if there were no mates out, we had in the street there were like two other lads who were a couple of years younger and we just we just play. We'd set up little games, we just play, you know, two against one or spot or whatever it was at the time and just kick a ball out for hours we'd drive the neighbours crazy there was a little green at the bottom of the road that we'd, we'd get kicked off from uh, so, then, <laughs> so then we'd go to Farnworth School, get kicked off there and we just, we just, yeah we just wanted to play sport really so it was football yeah. really and then um, that linked in with primary school I suppose sort of what you know, um, growing up there as well so got into a couple of football teams through primary school. Right, so while we're on the subject, mate, how was primary school? Where did you go and who were your mates then? Yeah, so I went to a school called St Basil's, which is South Green Road. So although I lived in Farnworth, um, I think at the time St Basil's was a was a brand new build. And traditionally, like I should have gone to St Bede's, but I think yeah. they were trying to get pupils into to Farnworth. So there's like a... Used to walk out the house to a bus uh, that picked us up on Beaconsfield Road. There was about fifteen of us on the bus that we'd get taken to, to St Basil's, um, and then the bus home. So yeah, it was a, it was a lovely school. It was brand new, um, and a lot you know a lot of my mates at primary school. I had a couple of friends that I was on the bus with from Farnworth, but then mainly the mates were were people who were like minded, sporty. So um, one particular. Mate was like called Ian Beddingfield or Beddy, who's known. So I'm still in touch with him, and we've just the two sporty lads in the class, I suppose. To um, and you know, the school had a football team. Um, and when you were like they were year whatever it was, year six, so last year of seniors, we were playing a year early, so right. it, was quite, it was quite good. And then when they left and they went on to high school, um, we became. You know the, the top dogs, so to speak, into yeah. running the football team, and we did we yeah we, we we did pretty well as I remember. It was all you know you didn't it was great you didn't get coached. It was just as I say I'll sort of come back to that. Just just yeah. don't play. Just, yeah, just enjoy yourselves. Enjoy yeah, and there was like yeah. little town competitions and stuff, uh, and then from from there I joined the football team again with with the lads a year older. So we right. me and Betty were playing for the team. A year above, and, and Kieran Salter. I don't know if you know Kieran. He's yeah, he's, yeah. So he was in the year above. Uh, he he was goalkeeper, as I remember. Right. So we we joined their football team. I think it was called All Saints. So there was me, Betty, and then a load of lads a year above. And that that was my sport really till I got to high school. Um, just kicking a ball around. Yeah, was the was the for sports in junior school, mate? Um, was it just predominantly I football? I can't recall a rugby team, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously we did the PE lessons, but again, I don't, I don't think it was as high profile. I think again, it was, it was, it was a new school, so I suppose it went on the the passion of the teachers that were there at the time establishing it. And as I recall, uh, it was predominantly. Um, I think there was there was a male head teacher. 
and, and one right. male class teacher in primary school, and he, and he pretty much run, run the football. So now that's all okay. that's all I can remember. There was athletics in the summer and stuff like that. Yeah. But in terms of yeah teams and competitions, I can't really remember football. Fair enough, mate. And obviously, we'll get on to the career path. You, you've got a long way to run, but was the did anyone at that early age influence it, or did that come later on? Um, no, it come later on. I think probably right. without realizing, as I sort of reflect back now, playing against lads a year older actually give you a good start in a way. Sort of your your resilience and your you know. You had to prove yourself first of all, and then when you did prove yourself, you were accepted, and and you got looked after then. So it was like, yeah, yeah it was that that I suppose that was your influences trying to trying to be the best and trying to, you know, be better than the lads who were a bit older than you. That sort of competitive nature that was in was inside you. Right. So you leaving you leaving junior school now, mate, and work with us. Where do you go high school wise? Yeah, so so at the time there were the five secondary schools in Witness there. Yep. So it was like there was Fairfield, Fisher, and then the the three schools that are there now. Obviously Peter and Paul was then St Joseph. So that's where yep. uh, that's where I, I went. Uh most of my class, because they were Huff Green based, would have gone to Fishermore. So it was only there was only one or two from my class at primary school that went on to St. Joseph. So like so if, if, if Betty or Ian Benningfield, as I said, he he was at he went to Fishermore. So there was only there was only me, I think one other lad that who wasn't really sporty that went to St. Joe's. Uh, so right, it was so like it's... he was starting all over again. Yeah, a complete restart. Yeah, it was yeah. went from getting the bus, I was now walking to school, um, and yeah, just making a whole new friendship group. And how was that transition to start with, mate? Yeah. With you being sporty, was it easier for you, do you think? I think it is. And I think that's one of the things of uh, taking into sort of education in a way. Like when, when we get kids in school, you encourage them to do whatever club there is of interest. It doesn't have to be sport. It can be drama, music, whatever it is. And I think just being sporty and, um, and going to a high school where I think, as I said, I've come from just playing in the football team, really. But then yeah. going to high school and all the different sports that were available to you and the way PE changed and, and you know, you're doing different activities, it, it was great. Um, yeah, so no, I had a really good transition, to, to, to be fair. Um, good. One of my big mates at school was Andy Mack. <laughs> so he's oh, yeah. He's coach, so yeah. So Andy right. was one of them, so yeah, he'll get, he'll get a mention. He was one of them. Sort of, I made a, a friendship group of about four or five lads. Uh, right. And, and yeah, and Andy, Andy was one of them. So that was. That, I'm guessing you stayed right well, through yeah, and you yeah, stayed close, yeah. We yeah. sort of. Good and he, he was like me, he was more football at school and got into rugby a bit later. So, yeah. yeah. Right. So now, now you're in that age, mate, and you're playing football, is there any. Um, I've, I've asked previous people that have come on, is there any representative. Teams for the football at that age. Yeah. Or are you just playing for your club? Yeah, I think as as I remember, I uh, I think I was playing for like a foot. I think I changed football team because obviously I was going with my own age group now, uh, right. and uh, we I think we played well. Cronson with the team we played at Cronson, 
that was our team, and then later the Port. And they used to do a, they used to do something called the, uh, an interleague team. So basically, it was like the best players from the league would form a representative team and play against other leagues. So um, of of the equivalent standard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was yeah. all like it was all leagues then. So you were saying that I think we were in the the Raymill League and the right. Bristol Talents League and the Warrington League and, and whatever yeah. it was. So you then you you'd have a team uh, made up of the best players from from each team. So yeah, I was lucky enough to get in that. There was um, there was like Halton Schoolboys, which was a combination of the best of Witness and the best of Runcorn. Uh, so okay. uh, yeah, I sort of got selected for that, and then there was um, like Cheshire was that was the next one. So I yeah. had a little bit of a yeah go with Cheshire, uh, and I think I, I think as I remember it, it was probably around thirteen, fourteen, where that sort of started. Uh, so about third year seniors was okay. So there was a pathway there. Yeah, yeah. and I think yeah, I, I mean as as I recall. There were we had there were a couple of exceptional lads. I mean, we were, we were a good team. I think there was one lad who I thought was like he was the best player I'd ever seen. Um, yeah. His, his name's Neil Sorville, and he he, he right. was he was absolutely quality. And I thought he's going to play for England. And as as it turned out, he had a career with Crew and Macclesfield Town, which is still a really good career. But it, it yeah, just yeah. showed the how tough it. It was, uh, yeah. You know, to, you know, you're you're seeing somebody you think is the best player you've ever seen, and didn't even get near Liverpool or you know Everton or whoever were the teams at the time. But he was, a, and then we had a couple of other sort of outstanding players that you come across, and you just think, where where are they now? That you you know. So I'm always a little bit yeah. about pathways because I know, and again, I see it in school. It's so hard to make it to the top. Uh, yeah, and you've got to have. There's got to be a lot of things that fall into place at one time. So I think yeah. like, ability's not enough anymore, mate. Is it? You need that bit of luck. Yeah, and, def- definitely. Yeah. And there's loads of other factors. And I just think you know, I'm sort of quite. I feel quite lucky at times that I didn't come through a pathway because I just whatever sport it was. But you know, although I was playing football, um, I was playing loads of other sports at school as well. I, I was. I was playing God. every sport, and I think, like some people would say, imagine what you'd have been like if you'd have started playing rugby earlier. And I sort of go, well, do you know what? I don't think it'd have been any different because I played loads of other sports, and that's that's the chat, the message. I suppose you come from a bit of an educational point of view as well. You, you, that's the message you get, and when when you see these lads who are just football, football, or rugby, rugby, you just think, now go go and try other things. Because you know, yeah. it just transfers across. No, it definitely does, and you can become a bit institutionalized. You just you see what people want you to be, rather than what you can develop into yourself, yeah, don't def- you? Like, I want you to do this, this, this. Find your front, find your front, find your front. Another one's long and strong. You can't always get in them positions, yeah. but certain people are blinded by find your front, yeah. find your front, find your front, aren't they? Uh, right, so. How, how does how did that work? So was it a trial basis, or was it you've played well over a, a certain amount of games? You've been consistent. You're good enough. We'll pick. Yeah, you. I think I think your your own manager nominated you first. So you went right. like so like 
and it'd be a trial. So you, you, your manager would nominate his, you know, his four or five players that he thought were up to it, and you'd go to this. I remember, I think it was a Friday evening, some big leisure centre somewhere, an Astro Turf pitch, and you literally played against other people from from the league, and you knew a lot of them because you'd played any against them at the weekend fixtures anyway, and then whoever. Yeah was the manager was selected and I was, yeah, so uh, obviously, you know, I wasn't a, a big personality at the time. I was, I was quite quiet, uh, but obviously they must have, whereas, you know, some kids are just confident and will get it on the voice or whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, they must have saw something. So, yeah, it was it, it was good. Uh, what I, position was you, mate? I was, um, I was a centre midfielder, but I suppose I was a bit like... Uh, I could play centre defence as well. So right. I'd sort of, yeah, move between both, really. Uh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, it's quite surprising. <laughs> that the size of me now that people think that. No, not at all, football, mate, innit? Yeah, so, yeah. I was yeah. football when I was younger. Oh, good stuff. So, now you're in, I'd say 13, you probably know yourself, but it starts getting a bit more serious, doesn't yeah. it, mate? So, did, did you notice... The standard drastically change, or did it gradually yeah, change I from really. your junior club to your middle middle high school club? And did it did it just hit you that wow, when it, like you need to switch on? Or... Yeah, I think again, played like I played a little bit of rugby at school, and then I played like badminton, basketball at school. And I loved the school sports, and then the football did get a little bit more serious. So I think when you got to fourteen and fifteen. I sort of, even at a young age, I felt the pressure of other kids who, like, yeah. my, my parents literally just drove me. And my mum and dad were brilliant. They didn't uh, try and say, oh, you did this, son, or you should have done that. And my, my dad was sort of like, his sport was cricket. So, um, okay. you know, and, and they, just, they just provided transport. And they provided transport yeah. for any other child who needed a lift that was the that was the way of, of supporting the team and my mum organized a couple of tours behind the scenes without you know All so right. it but you felt you felt the pressure from certain parents i suppose at young age who wanted their children to be professionals uh, not not so yeah. much in our team but on other teams and it, and it was like you got to 14 and 15 and you know, you knew the names of the players you were playing against, and it was like, oh yeah, you're up against such and such a body today. They've got a, they do yeah. this and they do that, and and obviously, um, it was like schoolboys. So Liverpool schoolboys was the, was the big thing then. Um, I don't know, okay. I, I don't know how a pathway into professional football worked, but it seems to be in the town like Craig, Crew, Alexandra. Uh, Wigan were yeah. the teams that you, you know talented lads would go to, uh, or you'd get you'd get a shot at Liverpool schoolboys, and you and you did, but it it didn't it, it wasn't for me. Um, I had a couple of like clubs look at me and invite me down, and it just it just wasn't for me that um, I was quite I was quite adamant in my own mind. I didn't want that. I didn't want that pressure. I didn't want that expectation. I just wanted to. I just wanted to play with my mates and, and and be, you know, whether, I don't know, whether it was a lack of confidence or whether I knew my own mind. I don't know the reasons why, but I just wanted to play in the team that I was in and not 
and not chase anything. Right, guys. So you touched on a couple of clubs were interested in you going down for trials, mate. What clubs were they? Um, yeah, as I just mentioned, it seemed to be sort of Crew and Wigan at the time, uh, and then and then bizarrely Huddersfield for some reason. <laughs> right. Observing, so th- those three really, and there was no, there was no promises or anything like that. It was just, yeah, come, you know, come down, train with us, see, see what you think, and and um, yeah. But I, I dismissed it quite quickly, to be honest. It just, it just wasn't me uh, at, at the time. Okay. So it was like, yeah, I, I carried on uh, just playing for my sort of club team. And representative team, pretty much to the to the end of, of year eleven at school. Um, yeah, just 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 stayed stayed local. All right, mate. So you're at that age now where you've got to decide what pathway you're taking. So what happened from from leaving yeah, school, mate? So I was I was pretty um, I was pretty clear that I wanted to be a PE teacher. I sort of. I think back to uh, my memories at high school. So in, in first year seniors, we had like a, we had a PE teacher called uh, Mr. Glynn and he, he was Jed Glynn. And he, he's got a connection with the Wids uh, and he was, he was okay. a high level rugby union player. So I'm still in, in touch with him, to be honest. He, he runs like, he, well, he, yeah. do you know the club Carez that the Wids use? Yeah, he, he, yeah. he owns that and he runs that. So he's still got that connection with well, the right. and we we use it for school as well. So anyway, he was um, okay. he was like it was a bit like Kez. I don't know if I've read the book Kez, but it was like the PE lesson where the the PE teacher could join in, and there wasn't any of this like yeah. health and safety and all risk assessments and stuff like that. <laughs> so I, I just I remember a year seven lesson where he was like, right lads, we're doing rugby today. Um, whoever tackles me is in the team type thing. It wasn't as exact as that, <laughs> but it was something like that. Yeah, so yeah. I just remember tackling him. And he was like, hey, what's your name, Gareth? Yeah, you're in the team. And there you go. Year, year seven, I was made captain of the rugby team just because I'd, I'd tackle. So right. I'd tell that story a bit. But um, he, um, he, unfortunately, at the end of year seven, it was when the teacher strikes came in. So at the time at St. Joe's, we, had, we did Saturday morning rugby uh, in year seven. But then at the end of year seven, yeah. the teacher strikes came in and a lot of the sports stopped then in second second year seniors, as I remember. Mr. Glynn, or Jed, he'd gone off to a, an independent school in Sheffield, a big rugby school. So then we right. had, um, I think it was like year nine, maybe, uh, Nick Buxton came over at Buckhouse. So oh, yeah, yeah he's, he was my PE teacher, sort of, again, think the world of Buckhouse. And he... Uh, he got a lot of the sport up and running again. wasn't the Saturday mornings, but it was football, basketball, um, all the different sports. We we did rugby, so I did play in the school rugby. Team. Yeah. I, I've just played in every team. Uh, I, I, yeah, okay. I think I was probably captain of a few of them. Um, but everything just stopped all together. Just guys. just for a year, yeah. I just I just remember in the second yeah. year, it wow. was it was when it was, it was really. Yeah, I just remember the uh, there was a time when there was like teacher strikes over pay and 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 the amount of hours they were doing as a as I remember, and I just all the extracurricular sport that was after school on Saturdays just stopped for a period of time until until that right. got sorted, um, and then yeah. and then 
So I think we missed we missed whether it was a full year or part of the year. I can't be exact, but we definitely Saturday morning stopped yeah. and they never came back. And it was all midweek after school. Right. But, but we did loads, and there was like uh, there was Nick, Mister Buckton, uh, Mister Gunter. Uh, there was the teachers down there, and we just we just did did loads of different sports, and we it was pretty much all you were against Fairfield, Waydeacon, Fishermore, and you travelled to to Runcorn. So it was like organised halt and leagues for the different sports. So you'd be playing the same skills, yeah. and again, I was just I was just yeah just played in every sport, um, and, and loved it. Um, and did did you notice other kids from other schools were doing that? Or no, was it I think I think yeah, I think you probably playing? did come across. Uh, you come across some some you know the same kids in different sports. Some just did one sport. So yeah. I remember in the basketball team there was a uh, there's a guy at Fairfield called Delamy Delamy Herriman, and again he he was just unbelievable at basketball. As it turned out, he uh, he played in the same football team as me. But he, he he's gone on to have okay. a legend of a basketball career. So you just you just come across right. these exceptional people in different sports. So when you play the, the football, there'd be a couple of lads who, who were outstanding. You'd play the rugby, there were a couple of lads who were outstanding. So you'd you'd sort of you'd realise that within the area of Halton, who the who the outstanding sportsmen were were, and a lot of them would duplicate it in in other sports as well. Although we'd be like amazing yeah. at one sport in particular, um, so so that yeah. that was good. It was really it's, it was like organised centrally because when I I went back to St Joe's and did a bit of volunteering work there, so you could see how it was all organised. There was like you know district competitions for different sports. There was a calendar, so this half term it'd be like football, the next it'd be basketball, the next it'd be badminton, and they'd all come together for these district yeah. comps. So that that was like good sort of sport at school um, but I was pretty okay. um, towards the end of school I was pretty adamant in my mind I wanted to be a PE teacher and I felt at the time to do that I had to do A level PE and I, I was yeah. at St Joe's I was the first sort of year of, of GCSE PE so um, okay. but they didn't have A level PE in the sixth form so although I loved the school and I didn't want to leave I was sort of in my own head. I decided I had to leave for what I wanted to do. I was quite, quite clear that I wanted to do A level PE. Uh, I wanted to go to again at the sixth form. I knew there were they, they had their Wednesday afternoons of sport as well. So their Wednesday afternoon were just playing fixtures. Right. Whereas at Joe's, they did a little bit because when I was in year eleven, I used to play for the sixth form team at football. And that, that was great, okay. you know, getting out lessons on a Wednesday afternoon yeah. to go and play football. But, uh, yeah. yeah, spot on. Uh, yeah. And, and, and that was like, it was, it was always like seen as a privilege. Um, but the, 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 the numbers in the sixth form at St. Joe's and the demands on the staff, because it was just set up differently. It was, a, it was a school with a sixth form rather than just a sixth form. There wasn't as much as that. Yeah. So, yeah, I made a quite tough decision, really, because I was... I really I love St Joe's and I was I was like a prefect and I was a bit of a swat and I was yeah sort of well known with the teacher and I was like one of those kids it was like yeah he's gonna stay on and sort of like to tell your form yeah. teacher and like Mr Butts and that I'm leaving 
that that was quite tough to be honest. It was like, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I went up to witness sixth form college. Uh, right. So from a young age, really, mate, you've had like a grown up, a grown up mind, haven't you? So with the football, you wasn't feeling it, but you didn't chase yeah. it for any other reason, and you just didn't want to. Yeah, it wasn't probably. what you were into. Again, you've done it with sixth form as well. You've had to make a decision, a grown up one. For someone that's probably not quite ready for them yeah, types of decisions yet. Probably for yet. something boring. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, <laughs> I just, yeah, just pretty uh, sensible. I don't know. I don't know. If it, I don't know if it came from a parents or not. I don't think so. It's just, I suppose, in in my own way, I just knew my own mind in a way, and I knew, I knew what, yeah. I knew what I had to do. I suppose, uh, and I was. Yeah, yeah that's a blessing, I was prepared mate, to make decisions, yeah. even if it meant not making yourself unpopular. But I wasn't somebody who, like, I see, I see children now who stay on at school just to be with the mates, uh, and I, yeah. I, I, I was all right with that. That actually, they'll still be my mates, and I'll keep in touch with them. But I'm just, I'm just going to do something different. Yeah. So yeah, um, it, but it was a, that was a t- real tough decision, and I must admit, I can think back. In that first week at sixth form, I was like, I don't know if I've done the right thing here, because my heart was like, right. was at St Joe's, but I, I knew I wanted to do A level yeah. PE, and I wanted to to play sport on a Wednesday afternoon. So yeah, that's fair enough, mate. Uh, so I'm kind of hoping from this stage now, mate. The yeah, shape definitely. Of the ball changes so for you. the uh, the story there is. So I went I went to sixth form, <laughs> and it was like. All right, yeah, there's this really good lad at football. He's come off, yeah, we'll get him in the team straight away. And, uh, so, so it was already that again made made settling in again. And I knew, as I sort of said through my sport, I always knew lads that were older than me uh, through sport. Yeah. And so I got up there and I knew loads of like the upper sixth, as they were then called. Uh, I knew them through cricket, yeah. I knew them through football. You, you were just known in a town like Witness. If you've got something about you, you, yeah. you know. Um, so anyway, I went up for this Wednesday afternoon football and it got called off. And I was like, I was gutted. And then just just a lad in the year 13, and Chris Musket, his name is, he just went, come and play rugby with us. And I was like, all right then. And, and, and that's it then. That was it. Literally, just like, that. like a flick of a switch, and um, the way right. I we went to a Wednesday afternoon, I think we went to St Mary's in um, Crosby, played played a game of rugby, played flanker, didn't know what I was doing, got scored a try, <laughs> and uh, and they were like, "Will you play next week?" I was like, "Yeah, I absolutely loved it," and it was like it's like a passion was ignited. To be honest, it was just. I think in football, right. I'd realised that I didn't want to be professional. I re- in my own head, I knew I wasn't yeah. good enough, but I, but and I didn't want to just like carry on playing for the sake of playing because I was good in you know in the environment that I was in, and it just it just fitted in yeah. with starting a new college and going. You know what? I'll take up a new sport, uh, and the, and the guy who who was like in charge of the PA game called a guy called Waza. So. Again, I don't know if some some of the people listening will have known Wazza at six foot. He was so he was just he was just a bit of a an inspiration. Like you took the Mickey out of him, but he he was there at seven o'clock on a Saturday morning setting up the fixtures. He was putting the flags out. 
cutting the oranges, you know, get taking us everywhere over the northwest, and and we had a really yeah. good team. I think it helped that I, I just I just went into a good team. So in the upper six, there was some lads. There was like Musket. There was a lad called Gary Christie who had a, a good Super League career with the Bulls. Um, there was, uh, and then right. in my in my year, the peers there was like uh, a guy called Albert Fleet. There was myself. We had these four lads who came over from Warrington, who who never played rugby before, yeah. and were footballers, and and okay. like the upper six got them involved, and 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 they were superb. So as a sixth form team, we 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 actually over two years at sixth form, we won. I think we lost like two games over two seasons. Um, we went to wow. like as my upper six. I was lucky enough to be captain. Uh, I was I'd like after about three games, yeah. I got moved to centre. So that that was good. So played like a couple of games at flanker, yep. and then went to to centre, and that's pretty much where I stayed for for a good number of years. And we went to it was it was yeah. class. Like Waza would he would take us everywhere. He he would drive the minibus to to these sevens tournaments. So going back to to Jed Glynn, he went to a school at Mount St Mary's. Yeah. That's that was where his job, and they hosted the big sevens. There was the North of England sevens that was in file. There was the Oxford Park sevens, yeah. and we just had. We weren't quite technical enough for like to dominate fifteen aside, but if you put us in sevens, if we had two speedsters, we had a couple of lads who knew what they were doing with the ball, and we 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 went to these tournaments and won, and it it was almost like a running joke that. All these posh private schools with these fancy tracksuits and the suit, <laughs> doing half an hour yeah. warm-ups for the game, and then we we rock up in this clapped-out minibus, odd socks, you know, our own shorts, shirts yeah. that should have been replaced five years ago. Five minutes, what you know? Ripping was <laughs> With this guy, he was cutting oranges and wasn't warming us up or anything. Uh, and, and again, we we went on the pitch, but. Boy, could we play? And there were, there were some, there was some yeah, sick, just, just, just talent. We just had, we had. There was a two absolute speedsters on either wing. There was at that stage, I'd sort of developed a bit of a rugby brain. So I was like, even though I was yeah. a fly off at the time, and I just either passed it, I wasn't quick. I either passed it or I took it in, and it was like a simple decision to make. Right. Uh, and it was yeah. yeah, it was just it was just a brilliant. Two years of of going, yeah. No, we played a bit of rugby league as well. So we, I think, I think like Waz's passion was rugby union, but we did play uh, some rugby league. But funny enough, we were more like it was the sevens that we were the most successful at. We just, we just like it got to the stage where like the the Telegraph did an article on us because there was this there was this school in Widnes, like they. Bred on chemicals, <laughs> and at the time as well, Witness Rugby League <laughs> were massive. So, so it was like when Witness okay. Rugby League were world champions, and they had you had the likes of Jonathan Davis and Martin Fire. So, there was this sixth form in Witness yeah. with this motley crew of lads who were going around the country winning these seven <laughs> tournaments. So they came up and did a big article on us. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was real good sort of two years of. Of, of my first two years of rugby, but it was it was brilliant. Ah, oh, good stuff, mate. So did did that yeah, transition that, into that playing club? Uh, exactly that. Yeah. So, so I think by the time so 
of 17, that was when you're allowed to play adult rugby. So just, just um, funny enough, yeah. my next door neighbours at the time were uh, John Whitty, so Sam and Lewis's dad, yeah, so they're sort of good family oh, yeah. friends. So it was a case of, well, come down the wits, sort of just got into rugby. My dad had chatted his neighbours and was like, oh, yeah, oh, Gareth's just got into rugby. I'll bring him down. So I think, like, when I was 17, I turned out for the fourth team. It was like Driver Lewis and people like that yeah. who were, like, good stalwarts. Uh, yeah. Like, fourth team. Days yeah, you could have yeah. fourth teams. And I think the, the main thing I remember was the food after the game. I was like, this is great, this. You play rugby and you just fill your boots with food. <laughs> yeah, and these old guys are buying you the cheeky pint. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, and I think within about, <laughs> and again, I think you all would have been first team captain or around the time. So I think within about a month, I'd, I'd had a, you know, went from the fourth to the thirds to the seconds. And then uh, I played quite a bit in the first team as a sort of 17, 18 year old. And the first team were good then. So it was yeah. like, they'd have the league games. And then if there was friendlies, they'd get them in, they'd get me playing the friendlies. Um so I was playing Saturday morning. Okay. So I'd gone from never playing rugby to playing Saturday morning at college, yeah. Wednesday afternoon at college, Saturday afternoon at the Wids, and then if there was enough, a cult side on a Sunday, which was a bit hit and miss. Uh, I think some of the lads, yeah. well, I didn't know them, <laughs> and I was a, I was the right age, so I think some of them yeah. were a bit like, let's just get a team out. Yeah, um, and it was a great guy. Um, Dave okay. Newton took that. So he he just basically just yeah. yeah. So it was good. So I'd sort of um, like I again, and this is this is good for me seeing Harry now. He's sort of got an affinity with the wids. So we had the cricket club in the summer as a yeah. sort of young lad growing up that I spent the summers at, and they had the wids yeah. as a seventeen-year-old. That I, I was pretty much yeah, I was hooked. I was, I was there then. So yeah. Right, so some of them places you'd have played sevens at, which, like you've said, we'll touch on later on. But you you get an exposed to the the bigger clubs, aren't you? Even though you're playing sevens, you still uh, need yeah, 10, 15 yeah. aside abilities, though. Yeah. You're in. Um, you've played at some prestigious clubs, though. Yeah. Like you said you mentioned filed, and every, everyone knows yeah. what filed in the union world, don't they? So that you're climbing levels yeah. really quick, guys, aren't you? Know, so just because you're enjoying think, it, it's coming easy to you. you, know do you think? I think, I think I'm enjoying it, and I think, I think I am sporty. Like you know, I think I was somebody who, uh, when I was younger, I was all right at cricket, and I was pretty decent at basketball. I was pretty decent at badminton. So I had, I had a lot of transferable skills. I think, I think with rugby, yeah, I think I sort of realised. I was quite good at that as well, uh, but without without analysing it, I suppose uh, it did it did come pretty yeah. natural. And I suppose I think more than anything, I, I probably did think about it though uh, because I started to take it. Right. I think when I when I went away to university, that's when I really started to take it seriously. Uh, so I suppose in sixth form, those first okay. two years of playing, I was just getting a load of different experiences and again from I didn't come through any pathway as a 17 year old I went to sixth form rugby which was which was a good standard as well we played some really good schools but I went to straight yeah. into adult rugby as well so I had and the first team yeah. were good 
So I had the likes of Les Whitfield yeah. or Crack Riley or Paul Newell, you know, witness legends, giving you little, little bits of advice. Yeah. Um, so I was, ve- I was very lucky, I suppose. Yeah. And you managed to enjoy yeah, the, uh, yeah, the off-the-field stuff as well as <laughs> a young man. I confess, I'm not imagine. a big drinker. I'm more, I was more into the food, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it, was, it was good fun. I think the cricket was, was more so. I probably got more bad drunken stories from cricket than I have from rugby. I think the cricketers are worse on the drinking yeah. than the rugby players. But yeah, <laughs> and it, was, it was just, I suppose, a lot of adult company. I was playing, I was, you know, 17, whatever yeah. sport, playing adult sport. And again, I think as, as a, as a, as a pathway, I suppose, if you use the pathway argument, I think that's good. And you see now in rugby, these academy lads that are outstanding at 17 years old, but then when they go into senior rugby, they don't, they don't, they don't transition it for whatever reason, often through no fault of their own. Yeah, so yeah, I think a there's a lot to the system, there, yeah. you know, different experiences and different exposures. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Trot the Egg. We appreciate all your feedback and don't forget to like, subscribe and share the podcast to your friends and family.